0: Welcome to Real Estate Gold Crushers with Laurie Finkelstein Reader. Get ready to propel your business forward with meaningful tips, insight, and advice from the biggest names in the industry. Let's get to it. Hey everybody, it is Laurie Finkelstein Reader. I'm super excited to bring you another Table Talk Live segment. Uh, Remember that Table Talk Live was born in 2020 early 2020, when I wanted to give to all of you, our audience, all of you real estate agents, people in the business, people considering getting into the business, I wanted to give you what I was given. And that was mentors, mentors from all over this country. So, couple times a month, I find rock stars that I know can impact your business. And without further ado, guys, this is a really exciting day for me personally. Uh, a lot of you actually know that for approximately seven to eight years, maybe a little longer, I was personally coached by the one and only Ray Wayne, and she is going to be our guest today. I am feeling super privileged and honored to have... Someone who changed my life, changed my business for the better. And I just want to give you a couple little tidbits about Ray. Number one, I refer to Ray Wayne as the queen of seventh level. All of us in real estate, you know, we hear about seventh level, but Ray actually achieved this. So I knew that if she could do it, lots of other people could do it. The queen of leverage, if you will. Ray has been in real estate since 1986. And if you guys know me, you know, I always tell you, go find a person who's been doing this as long as they, as long as possible, because they can give you all the things they learned from where they won, where they failed, et cetera. And uh, since 2005, Ray has been an educational national speaker. I have personally attended lots of her speaking engagements, always moved my business forward. And without further ado, Ray, I just want to introduce you. And say, welcome to Table Talk Live, my friend.
1: <laughs> <It's> an, <clears throat> the feeling is mutual. It's an honor to be here with you, Lori, and it's good to finally see your face.
0: <laughs> uh, I am so excited to see you as well. You know, um, there's something very emotional for me when it has it's connected to you. You know, um, in reality, when we came together a short, it's probably about 10, 11 years ago and yeah. You were my coach for seven or eight of those years. You know, you really, you not only changed my life, but by changing my life, I was able to change others' lives. And that really was, it was a gift and an honor. So I appreciate you coming on today. And I know you're going to share lots of your jewels with our audience. And um, so I'm excited. Let's just dive in. I'm going to ask you the very first question. And it's a broad question, Mm -hmm. but um, I've actually asked you this question in the past. And that's basically, how did you get to where you are today? If you were to bullet point some things you did to get you where you are today, what would you say those bullet points are?
1: Where I am today might be somewhat different than, than a lot of your guests and a lot of the, the mega agents out there because where I am is uh, semi-retired. Uh, I'm not in production anymore. I don't run a team anymore. Um, And this was a goal of mine. I guess um, in a nutshell, um, I set a goal probably in my late 30s or maybe around 40-ish that by the time I turned 50, I didn't want to worry about income. And I didn't want to get out of bed each day and do anything unless I really enjoyed it. Now, I'm not a foo-foo person that, oh, do what you love. Just do what you love and the money will follow. I'm more practical. <laughs> yes. I don't know that all of us love every facet of what we do every day. Um, and yet I knew that if I put the right building blocks in place, I could get to a point where, um, as one of my mentors once said, you know, delegate the parts of the business that you're not real good at or that you don't enjoy and hang on to the parts that you do.
0: So, um, sorry, we're getting a little background noise, but it'll get better. Um, So really interesting, you know, maybe we don't all get to do what we love every day, every piece of the business, but you knew that you wanted to get to a certain place in your life by a certain time and you were willing to do the activities Some days loving them, some days not loving them, but to get you to where you are today. And I have a lot of respect for that. You know, uh, we talk all the time about, you know, fall in love with what you do. You'll never work a day in your life. And I also love I actually do love, you know, I'm so passionate about what I do and I'm genuinely in love with it. But there are days and there are moments where it's not fun, you know, but it's okay. You get through those and you get to where you are today. So that's really cool. Um, Setting the goal. A lot of times I think some of us, we're afraid to set like that big goal. Like you were, this is many years ago. So you said by a certain age and a certain time, I am going to step back and I'm going to still be in the business, but I'm not going to be running this big, massive team. So, If you were to point out, sticking on that same first question, if you had to say like, there's just one thing, and it you never wavered and you stayed on it and you drove it home, what would that be that got you here today? Mm, that's that's an easy one. Thank you. Um,
1: my vision to be running a business where I could succeed through others and my DNA didn't have to be on every single piece and every single step. Yeah. My vision of that was so strong and powerful that every time something went wrong, every time I got kicked in the butt, and I did build my business with, with my partner, Judy, so I don't want to not mention her. But I mean, every time that, you know, you know, deals would cancel, um, angry clients, um, people quitting, making the wrong hires, you know, you pick yourself up and you brush yourself off. And I would say, you know, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. I'm going to find the right people. I'm going to find the right system in place. You know, we can't please everybody. Not every single client is going to always be elated. We're going to just do our best, do our best. But hanging on to this goal that I want to build something here where day in and day out, as I get to be 55, 65, 75, I'm not like sell one more house, sell one more house, sell one more house. My vision was so strong about building an organization. And you know, you know better than anyone. It's not easy. You know, I love it when you get the people that say, can I just ask you for 10 minutes how you built your business? And you're
0: like, you know, how many years
1: do you have for me to teach you?
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. but you know, it's true. I think Any any entrepreneur like yourself who built themselves to where you are today, of course, you got kicked in the butt. Of course, you fell down, you know, and you had to every day reinvent yourself, you know, and find that new system and find the, you know, the right people to bring into your life. It it was a process. And I just remember day one when you and I started coaching together, I remember my first question to you and I said to you point blank, Ray, I don't know how to be coached. What am I supposed to do? You know, and it was a process and it was an evolution. It was over time that you explore, like you said, the the entire process of what's going to happen to your business. Of course, people ask the question all the time. So how did you build your business? You know, it's it's not a 10 minute answer. No, it's not a 10 minute answer. It's not a three or four paragraph email. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's definitely success over time, not overnight. Um, okay, next question. I Again, I'm so excited to ask you these questions. What are some of the unforeseen challenges that you had while building your business? And mainly, how did you tackle those? Like, just, what are some things you weren't expecting?
1: Um, I don't think I was expecting the finding good people To be as challenging as it was and is. You know, you go to a seminar, you read a book. Many of you, you know, are familiar with Millionaire Real Estate Agent, Gary Keller's first, you know, big bestseller book with the model and the circles. And you hire these people and these are the job descriptions. And then you hire these people. And I don't think I was prepared for the challenge of finding really great people. But I'm going to give everybody a sound bite no one can be an amazing leader of mediocre people. So, I mean, that was probably the biggest challenge. And again, just having the tenacity and, you know, it takes one to know one. I love you, Lori. And I brag about you every day when I talk to my other clients, the tenacity of knowing what what you're really looking for and not settling for less, whether you've got to train and mentor and coach some of your people up to that level or whether you've got to release them because
0: they're not the right fit for you. Yeah, definitely. We are in the people business, you know, and um, I, for one, would say to anybody who is growing a team or even if you're just hiring a showing partner or your first Mm -hmm. administrative assistant, whatever that is, um, you know, I fumbled all the way here you know, now we're an organization of 75 plus people. But quite honestly, you know, I also know I had a lot of growth, right? I needed to grow a lot. And um, I'm so grateful for all the different people who have come through my life, who have come through our organization. You know, for me, I wouldn't be here today if it weren't for them. You know, it was a learning process. And I think Mm -hmm. all So when you're going to add people to your company, I don't care if you're one agent or you're 50 agents, the leader needs to be very clear on what that avatar is, what that who that person is, what their culture is, what their you know, how 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 committed are they to this career? Because this is tough. And it's getting tougher for a lot of people. You know, in 2020, a lot of agents, they said, oh, they had their best year ever. You know, well, I mean, same, but I don't take credit. I say it was the market, right? So Mm -hmm. um, we really find out how good we are and how honed our skills are when the market's not great. That's Mm -hmm. what all revealed. So, yeah, awesome. Um, What is your number one piece of advice for real estate agents in today's market? This crazy market we're working in what would you say to an agent who's either already in the business and killing it or somebody who's newer or just getting into the business?
1: Probably my advice would be different. And it's one of the reasons that I think you and I worked so well together because my guidance to people, it's never one size fits all. I'm real personalized. So if somebody was to come up to me in the hallway or on a break during my seminars or something and say, you know, give me some advice, I would say I would first need to really know where they're at. For new people, now, this is just me and not all of you are going to like it. For new people in the business, I'd th- this is not a part-time hobby. For new people, I would be like, you've got to eat, breathe, and sleep real estate. This is, it is so encompassing. There is so much to learn. There are so many nuances. So this business about, well, I'm going to, of course, COVID has a few quirks, but this business, before COVID, well, I show up every morning at nine and I make my calls and then at by 11 or 12, I work from home. <laughs> work from home, schmirk from home. I'm like, once you go home, who are you listening to? Who are you learning from? Who are you overhearing? Who are you being exposed to? Oprah, Dr. Oz, don't give me this BS that you're gonna work from home. You had better ingratiate yourself in this business. You know, be around it as much as possible. For people more advanced right now, I think I would say, as Lori pointed out, many of us had our best year ever last year. And you have to decide, was it you or was it the market? So for people more advanced, I'd be like, keep your foot on the gas right now. Work like it's like you're not coming off of your best year. Work like you're starting from zero keep up with your clients, your database. I mean, all of the basics, but just don't let up because things can take a turn before you know it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I can't agree with you more. And you mentioned, you mentioned database, right? So never has database been more critical for real estate agents. You know, some of you starting out, you're like, oh, how do I get a database? I mean, Pick up your phone. There's your database. Everybody Mm -hmm. in your phone is your database. Um, And how are you going to communicate with them? How are you going to consistently be in front of that database so that you are top of mind when that consumer is ready to transact? Um, So uh, you and I were both personally coached by Gary Keller as well, uh, which was a gift in and of itself. And uh, one of the things I know that he taught me and I know he taught you and that you continue to drill into me, and that was always make sure that your activities and your behaviors match the coming market, not the market that we're in. And when you talk about database I even when I ask you the question, you know, so what do you recommend for agents in today's market? And reality is most of the things that you are mentioning are the things that very skilled agents say and nothing really changes. Right. It's mm-hmm. yeah. your sphere, you know, nurse that database. Put the put the throttle down. You know, when things are going great, go faster. When mm-hmm. things are not going, go going great, go three times faster. So, you know, it's those things are not going to change, but I think we can get stuck. And I am worried for a lot of agents who in 2020, things were just like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Right. The whole country's we're all working without inventory. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was on a mastermind and in Virginia, they have one week of inventory. And where I am, we have three weeks of inventory. That's nothing insane. It's insane. <laughs> it's crazy. So, um, you know, this business of oh, my, my year was great. I say we all give ourselves a pat on the back and then we go forward and we behave like the market that will eventually come. And mm-hmm. the way to protect your business, obviously, is to always stay on top of your calls, your emails, your video text messages, um, and just just hold that database super, super close. Um, I mean, that's something that you definitely taught me and I have absolutely not changed that. If anything, it's become a focus times 100 Right. The the agents that the agents that do it right
1: have a very nice amount of warm business. Um, Now, you cannot get to be a gigant or gigant or workhorse, you know, powerhouse like Lori with only warm business. You're going to be bringing in other business that's, that's colder. However, you know, your life is so much better when a big chunk of your business is repeat and referral and sphere, you know, and, and, and name recognition. Um, yep. When yeah. a lot of your business is that kind of business, those people don't grind at you. Those people aren't, you know, so, so defensive. They're not argumentative. They trust you. They like you, or you came highly recommended. And mm-hmm. I mean, Laura, you're good with your stats. As of today, I know what it used to be what percentage of your business is
0: semi-warm? Repeat, referral, past clients, people. As of 2020, 70% of our business was warm. 30% 30 was cold. And especially in today's market, where we all know if we're in real estate, that there is a lineup from here to California, that would be Florida to California, of third-party companies who are now all sending us the same leads, right? Mm-hmm, right. So, so has there never been a time in your career for everyone listening that you have got to stay on top of that sphere? And remember something, your database, it's not just firing off random emails. Nope. Not, right, and, and here's another thing. I'm still getting emails from other agents. They're using these like stock emails uh, mm-hmm. to try. I must be in their database, but you, you can't just fire off random things they have to be intentional they have to be purposeful and they have to have value. The mm-hmm. consumer is interested in value they want something that's going to make their lives better as it relates to real estate. Um, so I would tell people and I tell them all the time and I make videos about it Ray and I try and inspire them is that that's your store your database is your store and mm-hmm. if there's nobody in it well then you're out of business. Yeah, so, you know, put a plan together, an action plan, and just make sure every day, all day, that you are making the calls, emails. And, you know, the best way to communicate with your database right now is a video text. I mean, you know, we we run at eighty to eighty five percent answer rate with video text. So, okay,
1: and for my clients, for those of you that I haven't shared that with, and I know many of you, I have. I have talked to you about Lori Reader and her team and what the video text is. And so, for my clients that are watching, make sure that you ask me about it. But yes. may I say something else, Lori? Absolutely. I just want, I want the people listening to really wrap their arms around this. 965 units closed on Lori's team. Well, it depends on how how you're, camp, how you're set up watching us. <laughs> Nine hundred and sixty-five on. units closed. 70% of it warm business. Yes. So now, when you get up to ninety and ninety-five percent warm business, you're not working hard enough. I mean, that's kind of like our joke. When someone says, "Well, I now I get every single listing that I go on, I get every single listing appointment, I get every single list," I'm like, "Then you're not going on enough. You right. can't grow without bringing in new business. And some of the new business is going to be cold. It's going to be someone that yeah. just saw your sign. It's going to be someone that's interviewing three or four other realtors. But I want you guys to hear seventy percent of hers is still warm. My key finders team in Baton Rouge, if you're listening, I know you guys are at like 90 something percent. And then I have a few clients that work so hard for every deal because you're living on Zillow and you're living on HomeLight and you're living on all these internet lead services and those those prospects are tougher. They're going to be tougher on you, they're going to be tougher on your staff. So database First
0: yes. um, yes. yeah. and foremost, Yes. And I'm happy offline to uh, help with your clientele. I know you've got some incredible clients with the video text process. Um, mm-hmm. It's a big game changer, you know, and um, it's it's really done done great things for our business. And I always want everybody else to do well, too. So, Ray, going back now, um, if the whole if anybody in real estate does not who the who know know who the busy blondes are from los angeles california well then they should research you Um, you had this vision before teams were teams right and now we're starting to see an industry that is predominantly teams and Far less single agents and teams are starting to take over. Even when I started a team, people looked at me like I was some unicorn, like there was going to be like a horn coming out of my head. They're like, "What do you mean you want to run a team?" And you know, yeah. so how did you get the vision? Where did it come from? How did you say, you know, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna build something, and it's gonna be a real estate team.
1: I have told this story to to uh, many of my friends and clients. I swear to God, I had a epiphany in, in the middle of the night. We were not at Keller Williams. I don't remember where we were back then, maybe Prudential. Um, there weren't really any teams and there was no branding. Busy Blondes, and by the way, Busy Blondes, sadly, is is not in production anymore, but I'll give you my website and you'll be able to see what Busy Blondes was for all those giant years. Um, uh, Busy Blondes was like our nickname. And I walked in one morning and I looked at my partner and I said, Judy, I woke up in the middle of the night, I said, the name could be bigger than we are. And she said, what are you talking about? And I said, the name, the name Busy Blondes Team, that could be bigger than we are. And she goes, I still don't understand. And I said, what if every time we answer the phone, we said, you know, thanks for calling the Busy Blondes. This is Ray. Thanks for calling the Busy Blondes. This is Judy. And what if every time we left someone a message, instead of saying it's Ray Wayne of Prudential, it's Ray Wayne from the Busy Blondes. It's Judy Scheller from the Busy Blondes team. I said what if we got to the point where when people wanted to sell their house, they didn't say I got to call Ray Wayne or I got to call Judy Scheller. they thought I've got to call the Busy Blondes team. Uh-huh. And um and, and we and there were a lot of, there was a lot of pushback. I mean, there was pushback about we weren't even allowed to have Busy Blondes on a business card. I mean, we really pioneered so much of this Team stuff. Um, but I was just determined, you know, and we would get pushback in those early days about talking to an assistant. Agents would call, the public didn't really mind, but agents would call and say, Well, I'm, I need to talk to Ray. And the assistant, would be like, What can I help you with? No, 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 I need Ray. I said to Judy, If we brand ourselves to where maybe someone doesn't even know my name or Judy's name, maybe they'll be more willing to talk to the staff because we were just starting to have staff. So, um, it was, it, it was an adventure. Well, I <laughs> MLS got mad at us, said we weren't allowed to use Busy Blondes in the MLS because there was no licensed realtor with first name Busy and last name Blondes. I mean, we hired lawyers sometimes to make sure that we could still use our
0: brand. It was really a kick. We certainly cut it back made it possible for people like myself to have very large real estate teams Mm -hmm. and then our team turned into an independent brokerage so Mm -hmm. thank god there were people like you willing to knock a few walls down and Yep. You know, make it so that we would be able to go down the team path. It's it's really incredible. Uh, so many so many great things come out of it. You know, able to help others achieve goals and have lives they never would have had before, and the camaraderie. I just love it. Um, okay, so let's talk about systems, just for a brief moment. Okay. If there was one system today that you would tell a real estate agent, or that you are telling since you are coaching. Um, what would be the one system you think we need to have? What's, what's critical to get us through and get those transactions done right now?
1: Once again, this is going to sound boring for some of you, so just try to read deep into the lines. The most critical system, once again, is around your client base, It's having multiple ways, as Lori says, multiple ways to stay in touch with those people, let them know you're here, let them know that you care, and always be looking for more business. Um, A secondary system would be keeping yourself, this would be for people that are more on uh, on the journey with their teams, more in the earlier steps, and I'm coaching a handful of you. Keeping yourself out of the minutiae. Your dollar productive activity is face-to-face with a buyer, ideally with a seller, if you're the leader of this organization. Your dollar productive activity is face-to-face with the seller getting that listing signed, getting it priced right and getting it signed. Once you get that listing signed, your highest and best use is not taking photos. Once you have that listing signed, your highest and best use is not writing up a brochure. Um, your highs, it's not even answering calls about the listing. It may not even be negotiating the offer, depending on how big you are. Um, you know, there's lead generation, there's business generation, and there's business maintenance. And what, what, I developed for me and Judy, I developed a system where once we took a listing, we came back, handed the file off to someone, and if everything went according to plan, we might never even speak to that seller until it closed. Now, I know that's like I just threw like a big, like, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but But with enough systems in place, you can spend your time out there listing more homes, because everything on your team, your buyer agent's livelihood, obviously being able to pay your staff, you know, your your branding, your recognition, it comes from signs. Everything on your team revolves revolves around that listing. You've got to stay focused and keep yourself out of the ten dollar an hour, the twelve dollar an hour. I suppose now with recent politics, it's fifteen dollars an hour. Keeping yourself
0: out of that out of that stuff. Let someone okay. else do it. You know. Listening to you, you bring back something I want to share so we can all agree, everybody watching and Ray and I'll agree that real estate agents, especially higher producers, we have this false belief that we are the only ones who can do anything as it relates to our deal, our transaction and our client well you guys i'm here to show you that's not the case i am living proof and so when ray was coaching me in the first couple of years all realtors are going to love this story because again none of us want to let go of any piece of the deal because only we can do it you know i can't tell you how often i hear one of my agents are going to do an inspection and i'm like oh great do you know how to test the gfi are you getting up oh, on the roof no? i love it yes So I told I said to you Ray because I carried around my marketing line my four one five number this is years ago, and I insisted I was the only person answer the phone because oh my gosh I remember this. If Lori Reader didn't answer the phone, the client was going to hang up and run away. And you said to me, you said Lori, so let me let me get this straight. So you're driving around and you see a bus bench and it says you know CPA you know Bob Smith CPA. And you pick up the phone and you call the CPA and he answers the phone. Not the assistant. Are you going to be interested in Bob Smith? And, you know, you just put this light bulb on in my head because I was the agent who couldn't give up any part of the transaction. And, you know, it took time. I had to get used to it. And quite honestly, the people who answer our 415 are much more skilled than I ever was at taking that phone call. So, you know, you have to you get to a point where I was lucky because you were coaching me. Right. You coached me through that. You know, other people had said to me, well, you know, you don't need to take those calls. And I would be like, dig my heels. And I'm like, no one else can answer the phone but me, you know. Um, so really, really interesting how you go through a process and you realize, right, get rid of the minutia hire people. Mm-hmm you know, do your the highest producing activity. So thank you for bringing that up. Um, so we're getting just about to the end of our incredible interview. And I just love that we got to spend this time together. Um, so before we got on and you and I got to talk, I got really excited because I know you very rarely add coaching clients to your roster. And you told me that in 2021, you will be adding five people. You guys, that's five coaching clients for Ray Wayne. Unusual. Um, If somebody has interest and they want to have an, you know, maybe an intro conversation to see if it's a fit, how would you want them to contact you?
1: Best way. And um, you can see it right there. Shoot me an email. We can talk on the phone and see if it's a right fit. Um, I'm real selective for both of us, for both our benefit. If it's not the right fit, I'll tell you right now. I'm not a great coach for newer agents. I'm not the best production coach to help you get into production. Um, I am, Lori would probably attest. I'm really good at helping people truly build their business and build their organization. Um, <laughs> So, um, yes, my email is coachraywayne at gmail.com. It's real easy. That is also my website. If you go to coachraywayne.com, you can also go to busyblondesteam.com. And that's busy spelled like dizzy, B-I-Z-Z-Y, B-L-O-N-D-E-S, team.com. You'll hear more, you know, you can read a little bit more about me and about some of my coaching technique and all of that. So, um, you know, I really enjoy working with high-level people that need to get through, just like what Lori's talking about. You know, there's agents that you do 20 deals a year, 30 deals a year, 40 deals a year, you can answer every call. You start doing 120 deals, 130, you can't take every phone call. No. It, you know, it just doesn't make sense. So I think one of my strengths is helping you guys transition, transition into the letting go, even the changing over of the phone number or the systems like that. I really want to help you have a business and not a job.
0: You can't coach any of my competition. Ah, just kidding. <laughs> um, um, I don't have anybody in Fort Lauderdale, Laura. <laughs> I'm playing with you. Um. So, and also you guys that are watching, please know that I'm super accessible. You want to shoot me a text message, call me. I'm happy to talk about my experience with Ray. Um, You know, I have this like super duper level of respect for you, Ray. You know, you, you really are very transparent. You're super honest. You, you know, you, you, you you really changed my life and um, I'm I'm grateful you are that you are one of those people that, you know, you're always in my, in my prayers and my blessings. And I, i just want to say thank you from my heart always to you. And um, I'm just, just really grateful. And I thank you. (laughs) And as soon as we can, I cannot wait to hug you, my friend. As soon as, as soon as I can get the zing in the arm, I am to Ray Wayne. (laughs)
1: Yep, Or or I'll come to you now that I uh, now that I'm no longer a full time Californian and I uh, have my residences in Florida, I could come to you, too. So thank you for having me. And, um, you know, I hope that all of you listening, I hope that you got something out of this.
0: Yes. And for everybody who took the time to either watch live or the replay or whatever, I want to thank you. And please remind you and know that everyone starts somewhere. <clears throat> no one starts at the finish line. We all start somewhere. If you're struggling, if you have a you know just a question, some wall you've hit, you can you guys can reach out to me. You can also check out our uh, real estate goal crushers page on Facebook, which gives a load of information on how you can move your business forward. Have a great day, everybody. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to Real Estate Goal Crushers with Laurie Finkelstein Reader. If you have a question for Laurie, then reach out to us and leave a message on our Real Estate Gold Crushers Facebook page. Don't forget to hit subscribe too, wherever you listen to podcasts, leave us a review and rate the show. It helps get the word out to more people. And for more great content, follow Laurie Finkelstein Reader on Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn, and Real Estate Gold Crushers on Facebook.